Please join in singing hymn number 851. When is he coming? Number 851. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. Welcome to Sunday celebration of Mass. Today the church celebrates the second Sunday of Advent. As we begin our Mass, we invite the young children to go to the hall where they will celebrate the Word of God on their own. In the course of Advent, we see and hear from many of the figures of the uh, early stages of the New Testament, and one of the great figures that we hear on this Sunday is the figure of John the Baptist, who makes straight the paths for the Messiah to enter into the world. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. 
Almighty and merciful God, may no earthly undertaking, undertaking hinder those who set out in haste to meet your Son, but may our learning of heavenly wisdom gain us an admittance to his kingdom, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. A shoot springs from the stalk of Jesse. A scion thrusts from his roots. On him the spirit of the Lord rests. A spirit of wisdom and insight. A spirit of counsel and power. A spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is his breath. He does not judge by appearances. He gives no verdict on hearsay. But judges the wretched with integrity and with equity gives a verdict for the poor of the land. His word is a rod that strikes the ruthless. His sentences bring death to the wicked. Integrity is the loincloth round his waist, faithfulness the belt about his hips. The wolf lives with the lamb, the panther lies down with the kid. Calf and lion cub feed together, with a little boy to lead them. The cow and the bear make friends, their young lie down together. The lion eats straw like the ox. The infant plays over the cobra's hole. Into the viper's lair, the young child puts his hand. They do no hurt, no harm, on all my holy mountain. For the country is filled with the knowledge of the Lord, as the waters swell the sea. That day the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the peoples. It will be sought out by the nations, and its home will be glorious. The word of the Lord. In his days, justice shall flourish and peace till the moon fails. In his days, justice shall flourish and peace till the moon fails. O God, give your judgment to the king, to a king's son, your justice, that he may judge your people in justice and your poor in right judgment. In his days, justice shall flourish and peace till the moon fails. In his days justice shall flourish, and peace till the moon fails. He shall rule from sea to sea, from the great river to earth's bounds. In his days justice shall flourish, and peace till the moon fails. For he shall save the poor when they cry, and the needy who are helpless. He will have pity on the weak, and save the lives of the poor. In his days justice shall flourish, and peace till the moon fails. May his name be blessed forever and endure like the sun. Every tribe shall be blessed in him. All nations bless his name. In his days justice shall flourish and peace till the moon fails. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Everything that was written long ago in the scriptures was meant to teach us something about hope from the examples scripture gives of how people who did not give up were helped by God. And may he who helps us when we refuse to give up help you all to be tolerant with each other, following the example of Christ Jesus, so that, united in mind and voice, you may give glory to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It can only be to God's glory, then, for you to treat each other in the same friendly way as Christ treated you. The reason Christ became the servant of circumcised Jews 
was not only so that God could faithfully carry out the promises made to the patriarchs, it was also to get the pagans to give glory to God for his mercy. As scripture says in one place, For this I shall praise you among the pagans and sing your name. The word of the Lord. with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. In due course, John the Baptist appeared. He preached in the wilderness of Judea, and this was his message. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. This was the man the prophet Isaiah spoke of when he said, A voice cries in the wilderness, Prepare a way for the Lord. Make his path straight. This man, John, wore a garment made of camel hair with a leather belt round his waist and his food was locust and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all of Judea and the whole Jordan district made their way to him. And as they were baptised by him in the river Jordan, they confessed their sins. But when he saw a number of Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, Brood of vipers, who warned you to fly from the retribution that is coming? But if you are repentant, produce the appropriate fruit, and do not presume to tell yourselves, We have Abraham for our father. Because I tell you, God can raise children from Abraham from these very stones. Even now. The axe is laid to the root of the trees, so that any tree which fails to produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown on the fire. I baptise you with waters for repentance, but the one who follows me is more powerful than I am, and I am not fit to carry his sandals. He will baptise you with Holy Spirit and fire, and his winnowing fan is in his hand. He will clear the threshing floor, and gather his wheat into the barn, but the chaff he will burn in a fire that will never go out. The Gospel of the Lord. Interestingly, one of the key questions that has been raised in the election that is to come on Thursday is the issue of trust. How much can you trust the politicians that you elect to do what you want them to do? How much can you trust them to do what they say that they will do? Do they promise everything knowing that they will not really be able to deliver it at the end of the day, but they promise it all the same? Are they really barefaced lies that are being told just to win votes, win the election and seize power on the day? It's obvious that in the general election, uh, the general population themselves value uh, trustworthiness in political figures because the polls show us all this. How can you believe someone if you don't trust them? 
How can you trust them if they don't do what they say they will do or have no hope of doing it? How can you believe them when you have a suspicion in your mind that they are not telling the truth really? They don't have strong, con- uh, strong credentials in telling the truth. The 16th century political writer Niccolò Machiavelli wrote an interesting book called The Prince. In it, he gives advice to political leaders and princes on how to rule. He accepts and even encourages people in power, princes and leaders, to achieve what they see uh, as the greatest good by whatever means that are necessary. The leader is recommended to use duplicity, cunning, lies, slights of hand, bad faith, in order to achieve what they see to be what they believe to be the best end. Truth and trustworthiness are false faces simply used to get what you want at the end of the day. And rather a bit than being blown off course by events and things out of their control, Machiavelli himself in the book allows and encourages leaders and princes to use all devices necessary in order to realise their end. It sounds, doesn't it, a very dismal way to proceed? And you might wonder where truth and honesty are in all these things. They are only secondary to getting what you need or what you perceive that you want. There is no doubt that there are traces in modern political life uh, about all of this, but I suppose it could be argued it's always been the case and it's always part of statecraft. Leaders are gamblers. They bluff their way through the game, let you believe that they have a stronger hand than they actually have, promise everything to get power, and then pursue, at the end of the day, their own agenda. You can't help thinking, at the end of the day, then, it's a poor state of affairs, that you exchange your ideals for bare-knuckled realism. Anything goes in order to get what is the desired end. In fact, it's not weak in our part to expect people to be honest and trustworthy. It's not weak to expect people not to tell lies. It's not weak to expect honesty and honest answers from politicians rather than evasive ones. It's not naive to think that you can drive... It's not uh, naive to think that ideals can drive events rather than realism and employing disguises to get your own way. Strangely, the Gospel of today's Mass introduces us to an honest and trustworthy man not from Machiavelli's world, but rather from the world and the landscape of the Gospel, namely John the Baptist. He's not interested in worldly things. He lives in no house but in a wilderness. His food is not given to him, nor is it bought, but is provided from the elements. His clothes are given to him through the animals. He is beholden to no one. His words are bold and create a straight path, a straight line to walk and not to deviate. He doesn't mess around with his words. People in authority are called vipers and snakes. He's announcing a message that people can clean up their lives, wash themselves down for the one that is coming after him. We know, don't we, that John the Baptist is telling the truth, for he has no reason to lie. He has no desire for gain, 
for money, for possessions. He doesn't do it for worldly motives. He simply sees himself in this way as a messenger sent to deliver a message in time and space of great importance to those that will hear it. The message isn't his. It's not a political creed. It's a simple message of someone coming after him and the need to be prepared. In his breast burns a a strong message to prepare a straight path, a straight line for the Messiah to enter into the world. He can be trusted, he can be listened to, he can be believed, and he is reliable. I like to think of John the Baptist as being like one of those lighthouses that you very often see near the seashore that sends out beams of light to stop perhaps crafts themselves, uh, boats uh, running aground on rocks. That beam of light is given to us to avoid rocks that bring us a kind of wreckage in our lives. But also it's a beam of light that shows us the way to go, the coastline, the harbour, the destination that we want to reach. In our life we're often faced with those questions, aren't we? Who to believe, who to trust, who's telling the truth. These are age-old questions that we are faced in human life. We need a wise head in answer in order to answer the questions. But it's no vain thing, is it? And it's no weakness on our part to expect people, especially in authority, will tell the truth and that there are people at the end of the day that we can trust. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate to the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again in the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. We ask once again that paths in our own life may be straightened so that the grace of God may enter in. For good and wise politicians to lead us in governing our country. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For an advent that awakens in us a deeper trust and confidence in the Lord. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For those suffering the ill effects of the changing climate in floods and fires, and for the successive efforts to change our practices which endanger the survival of the planet. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For families preparing for Christmas, that it may be a time when disagreements are put aside 
in favor of peace and harmony. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For those who are sick at home or in hospital, that they may receive all the care they need to be better. Lord, hear us. For all who have died, especially Michael Gallagher and all that we are asked to remember in prayer. Lord, hear us. Almighty God, you heal the brokenhearted and you bind up all wounds. You count and know the names of the stars. There is no limit to your wisdom, to your providence, nor your goodness. Help us to trust and believe in your care. Help us to trust and believe in your love and mercy. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Number 743, Word Made Flesh. Number 743.
pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Be pleased, O Lord, with our humble prayers and offerings, and since we have no merits to plead our cause, come, we pray, to our rescue, with the protection of your mercy, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Amen. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For he assumed at his first coming the lowliness of human flesh and so fulfilled the design you formed long ago and opened for us the way to eternal salvation. And when he comes again in glory and majesty and all is at last made manifest, we who watch for that day may inherit the great promise in which now we dare only to hope. And so with angels and archangels, thrones and dominions, hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim. Holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them what do fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. 
humbly we pray that sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, our spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. And now let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship. Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter into my way.
Please join in singing hymn number 251, Father, our place into your hands, number 251. Let us pray. Replenished by the food of spiritual nourishment, we humbly beseech you, O Lord, that through our sharing in this mystery, you may teach us to judge wisely the things of earth and to hold firmly to the things of heaven. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Just to remind you that this is the last Sunday for the toy appeal, so if you have anything, please uh, bring it. Uh, over today if you can um, also in the parish hall today there's a wee uh, party for the children for Christmas so uh, of course all the children are specially invited to that so if you want to go along please do so uh, in the afternoon um, can I ask you just to join us also on Monday evening for the carol service uh, which our own uh, musicians in the parish have organised for us it was great uh, last uh, year so that was one of the first years that we've done it, so uh, please do come along. It's uh, a nice way to anticipate Christmas and uh, nice uh, for the children and for yourselves to join in as well. So try and make every effort to be there with us on Monday evening. As you know, and as I mentioned in the homily today, the general election's coming up on Thursday, uh, so I simply ask you to make sure that you vote and make your, make your, vote, make your views known as well. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Hymn number 194, Christ be beside me. Number 194.